When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Now when you sign up using promo code DNVR, you can place a $5 bet, and when that wins, you get $200 in bonus bets instantly from DNVR uh, with code DNVR on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of a lot of things. We are officially here. We've made it to the weekend. Rough week, difficult news, but we got ourselves... An all-star cast here to my right, Andre Simone of DNVR Bets. On his right, that's right, baby. Spencer Smith of the Golf Bros. Uh, yes, Golf Bro One. Big, big drive energy. Have you guys <laughs> numbered yourself? That's it. I am one. Yeah, I mean, come on. numero come absolutely on number one. <laughs> come on. Thing one and thing two. <laughs> that's it. And and behind the ones and twos, Alyssa Marie. So there we go. Uh, yeah, we got a, we got a full conversation to talk about the Rockies moving divisions, not necessarily in the city, uh, not not new ownership either. For anyone that might be getting uh, <laughs> hopeful about what this conversation uh, might look like, but no uh, yeah. expansion. Get a little bit deeper into that. What are those cities, and then what is that realignment going to look like? Because uh, I hate to break it to you early here, spoiler: the American League and the National League are going to die. They are going to be dead. But uh, let's go ahead and get kicked off with Rockies news and notes. Rockies lost yesterday. They're third in a row. Uh, should we cancel the parade now, guys, after that 3-0 start? Or, or is it just still spring training? It's okay. They can still win the World Series at this point. After the first two games, <laughs> I was full parade mode. And now after the last three, I'm like, hey, it's just spring training. Silver lining all day. That's yep. right. Also, you know, I saw from the Rockies account the White Sox are going to blow them out in the end a respectable two-run loss come on now that's it yeah i, I don't know what the lines were on that game because you can bet on spring training games <laughs> on draft king sports yeah, exactly why why wouldn't you uh although if you did have money on the rockies from like wednesday you were ripping your hair out because mm. they gave up five runs in the ninth to lose that game so that one would have been uh, rough no davis looked good in three innings of work uh first rocky started to to make two starts here this spring gave up three run runs Three hits, a walk, uh, gave a home run up to the number nine hitter in the White Sox lineup. Uh, but Logan Allen looked really solid, a lefty reliever who we got to get to know that name because with yeah. Lucas Gilbreth uh, now out and uh, pretty much set for Tommy John surgery here in the next couple weeks, Logan Allen's probably the favorite to slide in that slot, unless you like a 37-year-old lefty relief pitcher. I mean, that might be more Rockies. Sure would be. Rather than a, a 25-year-old guy that you're like, oh, he's been in the bigs for like the last five seasons and he's only 25 and now he's just going to focus on relieving? Wow, we could have something here. No, let's go with the 37-year-old guy. What what makes more sense? Is for, Joe Bimel still available? <laughs> uh, he's still active. He may have played professionally last year. Yeah, <laughs> he's amazing. still going strong at like Incredible. age 40 years old. He Maybe the Rockies will have to pick up the horn and, and talk with his agent. Big day for your piece, though, man. You you highlighted Logan Allen as the most interesting uh, alternative, right? So. After the injury, uh, 
for anyone who doesn't know, Patrick wrote all this up at thedmvr.com. And then you mentioned how the most intriguing replacement for Rodgers might be, you know, uh, what we saw in the lineup today. So I, I don't want right. to jump any segments on you, but there, we'll talk with Susie. Yeah. yeah, no, I, I like that. It's a good tease, right? Because I think one of the uh, logical conclusions might not actually be that logical. Really, you almost have to think outside the box and go, oh, yeah, it was right there in front of us the whole time. Bruce Willis was dead. Oh, my God. How did I not see that? That's kind of what the Rockies lineup looks like today. To your point, we'll talk with Susie about that here uh, in just a moment. But Logan Allen is that lefty guy. Not on the 40-man yet. They'll have to make a move, of course. If Gilbreth is done for the year, he goes on the uh, 60-day IL. That creates spot for him. Um, but let's go ahead and take a look at that video of Lucas Gilbreth. Obviously, uh, very disappointed. Um, and we'll hear from him about uh, the fact that Tommy John surgery, although he says they're hopeful, in the next couple of weeks is going to be the surgery unless something magical happens. I don't know that there's really any possibility on that, but here's Lucas Gilbreth uh, discussing his injury. We had the injury at the end of last year, had the PRP injection, and we've kind of had some stuff come up again. So we got some MRIs and uh, we've kind of looked into those and looked into some options. So right now there's a variety of things on the table. I think we're still kind of optimistic in a sense, but we're likely looking towards something like Tommy John and missing some significant time. So we're still looking into options, but that's kind of where we're at right now. Yeah, unfortunately, I didn't even really have any red flags, to be honest with you. I think rolling into spring, I felt great. Even building up through my bullpens, my first live BP, I felt great. And then that second live BP, I just had something where it kind of grabbed, you know, midway through that live BP and kind of had to say something. And that's when we figured out something was wrong. It always stings. I mean, like we talked about, it's part of the job. And as unfortunate as that is to say, it, it happens. And you know, nobody wants to miss game time. Nobody wants to miss parts of the season, especially when all you do is work your butt off to play baseball. It sucks to miss time. And, you know, there's always a reason for things like this and everything happens for a reason. So I'm just trying to stay kind of in that mindset because, yeah, I mean, it's not nothing you ever want to hear or go through. So rough, so disappointing yeah, for, no for him to have dealt, dealt with that. You know, his, his off-season regimen was good, on point. As he said, no red flags. And now here he is going to be lost for the year. You know, could come back early next season potentially. But even still, it's really just going to be about, you know, kind of getting his, his legs underneath him, um, contributing, you know, maybe more for the second half of the season, similar to what Tyler Kinley's going through. He's, he's going through those motions right now, and he's hoping to be back uh, this July. Uh, speaking of being back, Susie Hunter is back here. Uh, well, we'll get to her in in just a second. Um, but yeah, a couple guys with, with the Tommy John surgery. You never want that. Uh, I think I think part of the debate for for some Rockies fans is the idea of well, if he had gotten that surgery last season, yeah. late last year, then he definitely would be back for the the start of the twenty twenty four season. Right. But you never you never want to go under the knife. I've never had to have a surgery like that or, or, or any um, for that matter. And I know it's. That's not the option that you want. You wait it out, you play it by ear, and unfortunately, you know, it didn't work out for Gilbert at this point. It's a bummer, man. You can just see it um, in his voice. And I know, like, as baseball fans, it's easy to be like, yeah, you should just get the Tommy John. Right. Do it up. We've seen so many guys come back better, stronger from it, right, with increased velo right. to where we're not scared off by that anymore. It's almost like let's – Let's get it done because nowadays it feels like every pitcher is going to have to have it at least once in their career. So it's almost like, uh, you know, getting chicken pox as a kid, you know, when we were kids. And it was just like, yep, go with your friends and get chicken pox. Uh -huh. It's like we want it out the way. But, yeah, I mean, these are 
actual human beings. We forget that. Oh, they're, Especially they're, in baseball where it's so analytically inclined. Like right. We just think of everything as just bits and pieces. But yeah, yeah. this is a human like True. trying to make the right decisions for his career and his life. Yeah, absolutely, and, and and not not pitching through that kind of pain because that's something that R. A. Dickey did when he was in high school, uh, and he didn't have a, a UCL. That's that's why uh, when he was originally drafted in the first round, he didn't get paid the way he should have because his elbow couldn't he he couldn't get his arm straight. It was bent because he actually ended up pitching through it. And to your point, you know, with parents saying, "Hey, let's just have our kids get this out of the way." I mean, there was a, a point in time, and, and I'm sure it's probably still true in some circles on uh, today's day and age, but I can remember 10, 15 years ago, parents almost like lining up for their kids to just have Tommy John surgery. Hey, let's just do it now, get it over with when they're 15, 16 years old, so it doesn't impact them when they're you know in college, or maybe they're trying to become a professional and it'll be a little bit more uncomfortable and it could derail their career. Let's kind of get it started now or get it done now before their career starts, and that's like... Insane. That's that's wild yeah, to think really that that, that that existed mm -hmm. as a as a viable option for guys like that. Um, Susie, ready here? I, I we've got to we've got to talk with her about today's starting lineup again. Spring training lineups uh, aren't the be all end all. Uh, Zach Veen was the leadoff hitter uh, in yesterday's game. I know Susie uh, had asked about that a little bit, but in today's lineup, we're kind of immediately seeing. Uh, we're kind of immediately seeing the replacement for Mr. Brendan Rogers. A lot of options, and today's option at second base could be the most interesting one of all. Yeah, Rymack at second base. Buddy is really wasting no time trying those different infield combinations to see how we're going to fill the hole left by Brendan Rodgers and his potentially season-ending injury. We still don't know more about what that timeline is going to be for Brendan Rodgers, but... We know it's going to be significant, so we're trying McMahon at second base. And uh, Buddy said that we're going to see pretty much every combination you could imagine. Yeah, that's that's probably the most viable option is is basically shuttling McMahon back and forth between second and third base and kind of taking your pitching matchup. If you got a right-hander on the hill uh, and you want to get a lefty in the lineup, then Nolan Jones is going to be at third base and McMahon's at at second, if there's a lefty pitching, you keep McMahon in the lineup and you have a right-handed hitter in there, whether that's El Harris Montero at third base or Alan Trejo at second base and McMahon's over at third. So um, Buddy has a lot of options. And, and again, this kind of speaks to some of the work that the Rockies have done this offseason uh, with increasing their depth. Uh, you'd rather have Brendan Rodgers at second base, easy peasy, but at least now there, there are guys that can fill in and kind of pick up some of the slack in the wake of his loss. I feel like the funny thing about Rocky's prospects is that every guy can play every position technically. So we, we're going to see a lot of movement for sure. And we do know that Nolan Jones is going to get the start at third base tomorrow. So we're going to get we're going to get a look at all of our options and we're going to figure out which one will work out the best moving forward. We might not have a family member of Arenado at third base, but we do have a Nolan there. And we do have a Nojo. We're trying to get that mm. nickname to stick. We had Kojo last year. Now we got Nojo, another Nolan at third base. I, I'm sure he's going to be asked about that at, at some point down there. I mean, the, again, the only, the only uh, overlap is the fact that his first name is Nolan. But somebody will ask, hey, you're Nolan playing third base for the Rockies. You've, have you already It'll asked it? It'll be, it will be me. It will absolutely be me. I can't wait to send out the tweet, Nolan is at third base tomorrow. There you oh. go. What's uh what what other uh, questions are only you asking there uh, in the clubhouse? I know you kind of caught up a little bit with uh, with Sean Bouchard as well. 
I did, yes. I uh, got a chance to chat with him. I talked to Cole Tucker, too. Um, I'm not sure if you guys used that clip yet, but I was like, ah, you know what? I'm not going to ask Cole Tucker about his very famous fiance. I'm going to ask him about how he and Sean Bouchard are besties now. They got down to Arizona around this, well, I guess um, Cole Tucker lives in Arizona, but they were, you know, working out around the same time. They got to know each other. They just became fast friends and they are absolutely adorable. They seem like they do everything together. They're kind of attached at the hip. It's a little bromance. Yeah. You love to see that. I mean, everybody has people that they love in their life, but look, if we're covering the Rockies, we have to cover the people that they love on the field. So it makes more sense. You would talk to Cole Tucker about his love in the clubhouse, Sean Bouchard, than his love outside of that. Cause again, we're, we're trying to, we're trying to play 500 ball this year. That's more important. Yeah. And well, yeah, we're trying. Um, I think the funny thing, so I asked Sean Bouchard too, I've been asking everyone about who they think is going to benefit from the pitch clock. If it's going to be pitchers, if it's going to be hitters and pitchers seem to think that pitchers will benefit. A lot of hitters think that hitters will benefit. Um, Sean Bouchard was the only one who was like, no, no, no. The smarter players are the ones who are going to benefit. I'm like, okay, Sean, go off. I like that. I like that take. Did you see the clip yesterday from the Yankees game where uh, Wandy Peralta struck out a hitter in 20 seconds? That's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Wow. It yep. actually stressed that me is, out. It stressed you out. It's it was that fast. It, it stressed me out. I was like, I can't, I can't watch this. This is going too fast. Well, it's like you got to think about what it's going to look like from the fan perspective when the season starts. People are not going to want to get up and get food or go to the bathroom or get a beer right. because if you blink, you're going to miss a whole inning. That was exactly my thoughts. I was yeah. like, I'm going to have to pee less and drink less beer or order more beer when I do order beer at, at Coors Field. Yeah, there, there's They're going to an... need to up the vendors who walk around and bring you beer. So not only do the Bat Boys need to go through some kind of combine so that they're really quick, the beer vendors need to be rushing down. They need to be able to go downstairs mm -hmm. very quickly. Uh, I did hear, uh, I did have some, some conversations with someone who suggested, well, to your point, Spence, that now if beer sales end after the seventh inning and the seventh inning is going to get here that much quicker... Mm -hmm. You're gonna you're gonna have to say all right. Well, whatever comes last, the end of the seventh inning or the two hour and fifteen minute mark, whatever it may be, um, it's it's gonna be interesting to think about baseball in terms of time because now, okay, we've got twenty seconds as a strikeout. Who can beat that? Now there's gonna be oh, did you see who broke the new record for quickest strikeout? And and thinking about at bats more about time. Like we once in a while there'll be a guy who has a seventeen pitch at bat. And then maybe it lasts, you know, two minutes, two hours and 15 seconds. But but now we're going to be thinking about that for for all at bats. And I don't know, it's kind of refreshing in a sense. There's a beautiful Patrick, rhythm. It sounds to it. like Patrick, it sounds like you are formulating a spreadsheet right now that you're going to make right <laughs> after this show. Yes, absolutely. I, I will need to do that. No, you're you're right. This is spreadsheet season and uh, I, I'm super excited for that. <laughs> It's spring training for your spreadsheets, too. So get it going, Patrick. Come on. It, I, you might have to have a clock on my spreadsheets to see how quickly I can put these spreadsheets together as well. I mean, it's limitless, the the, op, the possibilities on, on all this. I am begging you to do that, please. All right. You are down at, at Scottsdale Stadium, uh, mm -hmm. home of the Giants. One of the older ballparks there, but but one of the nicer ones still has a, has a good feel. It's really close to kind of Old Town Scottsdale. Case Williams is going to be on the hill. You'll see a couple of lefties uh, there today, Fernando Abad and, and Ty Black. Uh, tomorrow, though, Kyle Freeland and Herman Marquez in the same game. 
I believe that's probably the first time that's ever happened in spring. That'll be a fun one tomorrow in Peoria. Yeah, definitely. And I, uh, I, I'm excited to see that. Need to talk to those guys about it too. Uh, I have to tell you something so funny about Case Williams. You know, we know he is a he's a Colorado kid. Mm-hmm. We asked him the other day, "Oh, where were you for Game 163?" And he was like, "I, I don't, I don't remember. I don't know, because he was born in 2002. Like he's so young." And I'm like, "Oh, wow, this is aging me." Yeah. <laughs> it was rough. It was rough to hear. That's almost pre-memories. But he didn't say he wasn't there. So you know what? Put him on the list. Put him on the list. He was probably there. So now uh, now we're at 216,552 people who've said they've actually been at game 163. Yes. The number continues yeah. to grow. And Susie, I, I appreciate you contributing to this. Uh, will you be calling in and using this e- Ecamm link tomorrow at 11 o'clock? I probably will out of habit, and then I'll realize, oh, no, it's Saturday. It's like when you wake up from a nap and, like, you think that you're late for school and you realize it's a Sunday and you're in your 30s. That's <laughs> it. Like that. Yeah. No, you'll, you'll, be, you'll be late for the ball game. You've got a baseball game even better than school. Slightly, slightly better. Much better than school. We're looking for you. Got you. Got still a couple more games there, uh, 24 more hours uh, still in Arizona. Uh, Enjoying the coverage there. Appreciate it. And uh, looking forward to being back in studio with you uh, next week. It's going to be fun. Yeah, I guess I will see you next week. This has been so weird. I haven't seen you, but uh, thanks for having me on. I'll keep you posted from out here. I love it. Thank you, Susie. Thanks, Patrick. Yeah, we'll be here live uh, like we are right now at the DNVR bar on the corner of Colfax in York, where diehards get 15% off all of their food and their drink, 20% off all of the swag that we've got uh, in-house as well as at dnvrlocker.com. 20% off the party buses, 20% off tailgates. Uh, are we officially calling the April 29th game against the Diamondbacks? That's a party bus situation, yes? Yeah, that's a full-on Rockies takeover. A p- the purple party bus. The purple party yeah. bus. Maybe I'll ask them if they can spray baby. paint it that day. Yeah, we might, we might have to do that. Don't forget the exclusive merch either. Oh, that's right. There's going to be exclusive merch for that. Um, a lot of value. I mean, your ticket also is going to have uh, some money on it, so you can go, and that's going to cover some of your food or some of your Breck brews while you're uh, at the game there on April 29th. Access to the Diehards Only Discord. So many wonderful benefits for that. Um, but if, you, if you're more of an Avs fan or a Nuggets fan, well, Breckenridge Brewery is doing it with their ultimate game day giveaway. They've got tickets to March 9th against the Kings, Avs Kings. Uh, they're going to pick a winner for that one. Uh, just before you got to go to the dnvr.com slash Breck sweeps and you're going to get Lexus club access. You get some DNVR gear and the best thing of all for, for people of a certain age, a free parking pass. That's fantastic for the nuggets game. That's March 30th against new Orleans Pelicans, two tickets court side row two. Amazing. Still get the Lexus Club access. Still get the parking pass and the DNVR gear. Uh, Again, you must be 21 or older. Link in the show description. Winners will be selected one week before each game. So, I mean, we're right there in that window. Head over there right now, the dnvr.com slash Breck Sweeps. Head over to jivehive.com. That's J-I-V-E-H-Y-V-E. It's virtual dispensary on wheels. It's basically Uber Eats for marijuana. It's fantastic. Uh, you get privacy, so you don't have to worry about people in your neighborhood knowing what you're up to. That's your business, coworkers, things of that nature. Uh, maybe the best part, because it's not a typical brick and mortar type location, uh, you're getting you're getting discounted rates right there. They're 
they're besting anything else that's out there. So they've, they've got that much lower overhead. They're going to deliver it right to your house. Uh, if you go to jivehive.com, you can actually get it scheduled for delivery right to your home. So if you need it by a certain time, that's great. We're still not out of the winter entirely. So again, the roads are bad. Jive Hive is going to hook it up. They're serving Monument, Falcon, Payton, Fountain, Woodland Park, Security, Widefield, Aurora, Greenwood Village. Again, just visit jivehive.com, J-I-V-E-H-Y-V-E.com. Uber Eats for weed. It's fantastic. Oh, yeah. I love that. All right, I love our conversation because we are going to be expanding. Baseball's 30 teams. They're going to be 32. It's the longest of any of the big four uh, sports here in America that has not expanded. 1998 was the last go-round, probably because maybe baseball was ahead of things. They didn't need to play catch-up. They were they were ahead right. of everybody else. And there's a couple cities that have a leg up on every everyone else. Nashville, they've already got their name picked out. The Nashville Stars, done. It's named after the, the Negro League team that was in that area. They've got Dave Stewart, former general manager of the Arizona Diamondbacks, former pitcher's numbers retired by the Oakland Athletics as a player agent. He's heading that up after Dave Dombrowski was doing it for a period of time. Um, they even have like renderings. We love renderings on the show. Uh, here's actually an image, uh, an overhead of what their ballpark would look like in Nashville. Kind of almost similar to Pittsburgh where it's right mm -hmm. there on the river. It's right next to the stadium where the Tennessee Titans play. That looks amazing. And then what they're planning on doing, because it's it's Music City, right? They're, well, they're, yeah. Their foundation is the Music City Baseball. Take a look at this. They're actually going to have a concert venue out in right field, like adjacent and, and a part of the stadium itself, Nashville Stars. They're kind of the front runner in doing everything right. Las Vegas, we know that they're Las Vegas. They almost don't have to do any work. They just got to show up and they're going to get a team. But Nashville is put in the work, and they've kind of separated themselves as the lead city right now for expansion. Coors Field and the Monforts are on watch for best right field in the Ooh. MLB with this scenario. That's right. It's not a rooftop. It's, it's, a, it's a literal concert venue that you can have and use it year-round. That's the other thing. Coors Field is just sitting there all year. I mean, the rooftop, you would have, would have thought at some point would be open in the wintertime uh, as a spot to go hang out. I think they even said that was going to happen. Maybe it has in the past from time to time. But, I mean, I, I would go there in, in November on a sunny day on the weekend, just hang out at the ballpark. Why not? Yeah, man. I mean, what a setup. And then the second team, that becomes, uh, in this whole realignment, kind of kind of key for teams like the Rockies especially. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Nashville is separating themselves. Portland, uh, they have also have some renderings. Mm -hmm. um, their ballpark looks uh, fantastic. The view from center field. This could obviously always change um, d depending on you know the budget and the, and the cost of all this. To expand, it's going to be like two point two billion. The stadium itself is going to be two billion. Like that's a lot of it's a lot of cash that you're shelling out. Yeah. But this is kind of a, a modest thirty two thousand seat riverfront stadium. High end hotels. You know they'll have their own little McGregor Square over time. Um, but Portland, you know, it's it's being run by a, a former Nike executive that um, that is he met with the commissioner back in September of 2017, kind of before Manfred got the ball rolling and saying, OK, here are the cities that we're looking at. So that was kind of the first big piece for Portland. The second piece in spring of 2018, Ciara and Russell Wilson were flown around Portland uh, they, they were given, there was a whole slideshow. They only got three slides into the presentation before they said, okay, we are all in. So like, I mean, here's Russell Wilson cheesing it up already with, with some of the other, uh, uh, you know, uh, proponents here of 
MLB PDX. I mean, they've got gear, they've got merch. So Russell Wilson, not going to necessarily own the Rockies, but he could own a part of another MLB franchise. The dude is good at with, uh, with his investments. Yeah, him, between him and his wife, they uh, they probably have a great little uh, portfolio of investments. <laughs> yeah. And I I love the the Portland idea. I think in general, yeah, sports going to these small smaller cities is just a, a relative term, but sure. it, not a huge place where like when you see you know the Nuggets play, the Nuggets division has Portland in it, and it also has Oklahoma City. And you see that cities like this that don't have the full watered down all year round sports really get into yep. a team right and like oklahoma city do you do you think any of them cared about basketball before the the thunder came there now it's one, like they're they're having a down year but when they were sure. good it was one of the tougher places to play in the entire nba yeah. because these fans like they don't like get tired of going to every game for an entire year it's like oh we have a team we have something we can latch on to Let's let's go all in, and I think Portland's a great place for that. The the Trailblazers is they're a mediocre team, but a great place to play, and a, just a great atmosphere there for the fans. And I think that's a key great piece. Point. That's a key piece to Portland's bid is like the passion for that. I know the Portland Timbers sold out like a lot of games. Uh, yeah, it was I was 163 home games before the pandemic, and there was even a period of time where the Trailblazers from 1977 to 1995, 814 consecutive home games. Like, again, that's that passion if you're not a major, major city like Denver is, right? Denver is one of only 13 cities. If you think about it, you probably would have guessed maybe there was more. But there's only 13 cities that have all four major sports teams, uh, all four major sports that have a team. Um, and Denver is, is, is one of only three other cities that the teams are actually in the city. It's not you got to drive 45 minutes north right. like Atlanta. Right. Yeah. They're all right in there. So uh, that's that's definitely advantage. Also has MLS here in in Denver. So um, Portland kind of adding that that piece would would be really nice. Montreal's another city that they've had baseball in the past. Um, they're yeah. they're passionate for it. They're missing out. If you're from Quebec or you're from Montreal, you know, surveys have gone out. They want to do that. So they've got an ownership group already kind of trying to get things going. If you remember, there was a discussion, and MLB was okay with this for a while. It was sort of a, for three years, they invested some money into trying to get Tampa to start their season, you know, in, in the warm months in yeah. Tampa, and then going to Montreal, which mm -hmm. was a crazy concept. The the uh, Tampa-Montreal X-rays, uh -huh. like that would have that would have been a, an awful mashup, but a as a name, it sounds good. The X Rays, Expos Rays. Yeah, yeah that I, works. I dig it actually. <laughs> I'm into it. You're in. I, I am in. Well, and then isn't it like Toronto? The the Blue Jays had to play most of their season in uh, Florida a couple years ago, right? During the pandemic, yeah, yeah they were in Dunedin right. in in 2020, and then in in 2021, or actually some of it was in Dunedin, and then they went up to Buffalo. Uh, right. And then, and then Buffalo kind of reworked some things. Uh, and then in 2021, they started their year in, in Buffalo. And then the actual Buffalo Bisons, who played AAA there, had to play baseball down in Trenton after they had lost a team. So yeah, it was a whole cluster. Um, and Toronto, once in a while, they'll have exhibition games in Montreal, like right before the season yeah. starts. And, and the place just explodes. People love it. You've got Vlad Guerrero Jr. Well, his father was an all-time great Montreal Expo. So that's like a really fun thing. So they're looking at, again, a more modest 36,000-seat stadium. It makes it harder to get a ticket. It builds that, you know, that passion. It builds that, that vibe of, hey, this is a hard ticket to come by. You know, I, I do want to go. It does make it more profitable. So um, Montreal, Montreal, 
Nashville, and Portland. They're doing the work. Is there a solid like monetary backing, like a big money guy for this potential Expos re-expansion? So I think Nashville is probably the only group that's done the work enough to to be able to to fund that. Right? Uh-huh. They're all they're all talking about like, oh yeah, we'll we'll kind of be yeah. able to do that. Um, but also has the Nike exec and Russell Wilson bingo. bought in. Right? Bingo, right? What does Montreal have? You know, yeah, I, I don't think there's a behind long. this project. What's going on? You Could know? be Yuppie, yeah. the guy inside of Yuppie. Mm. Why not? <laughs> Spoiler alert there's someone inside of Yuppie. Is, there, uh, is this a Larry Walker play? You know, who, who's, ooh, to say? who's I to say? would love to see him get in that. Maybe Marquise Grissom. Like, let's let's really Come go back. Now, yeah. So, like, those three cities have done the work. Um, and, and because they've got the plans, because they've got those renderings, now it's a lot easier for people to invest. Um, Las Vegas has the advantage where, Hey, look, we're, we're going to get major league baseball. Do you want to invest in this and triple your money in 10, 15 years? Yeah, of course. So they, again, they haven't done the work, but it's Las Vegas. So it's there for it. I've kind of been contending that major league baseball doesn't want Oakland to go to Las Vegas because you, you sort of want Las Vegas to take up and clog, kind of create this bottleneck and say, Vegas has one of the two expansions. Now everybody else needs to fight for this last one. So don't balk at the price tag at it uh, on it because Vegas is already doing it and there's only one of them. If there's two, now maybe it could be harder in, in those kind of negotiations uh, to get that, that, that dollar value. So does Oakland move up to Portland and say, hey, Portland, we're, we're not going to give you an expansion team, but we'd gladly give you the A's. We'd gladly kind of push you in that direction. Uh, it'll be interesting. There's still a lot of stuff that can happen, but Vegas seems like it would be a good fit. Might be really hot as heck. I feel like you'd probably need to have a retractable dome uh, and a really, really good AC unit, or like, I don't know, fifty-five thousand AC units on the on the roof of your building to keep that place cool. But but baseball, MLB coming there, um, and and that would be that would be the penultimate major sport to come there. Basketball is the only one, of course, uh, that doesn't have a team. So Vegas will get a team. It's just, is it going to be expansion or is it going to be the A's? Yeah, so that, judging by what you said, that's kind of the first domino to fall is the A's, right? Because if yeah. the A's move there... Tampa like, too, to a degree, but yes. So if, yeah, if the A's move there, it's like, all right, Vegas has got their team. Now these other two can be bid on. If the A's don't move there and stay in Oakland... Vegas is like, all right, we're get 100% getting that team. Mm-hmm. And then the other three cities are the ones vying for that last spot, essentially. Right now. Could be more. If if you were in charge of this or you had a suggestion, would do you think it would be better for... And I've only been to the Strip in Vegas for a couple of days. That's all you need. Would you rather the ballpark be closer to the Strip, so now you're bringing that, the tourism money in, or more like downtown? Like downtown Vegas, so it's kind of like separate from that. Maybe there's a little less riffraff going on. Is there is there one that seems like a, a more logical choice or a better choice to either one of you? I think you drop it right next to Allegiant Stadium and yeah. pretty close to the Strip. You, yeah. It's just the the you know we're so lucky to have grown or be living in Colorado to going to sports sporting events. I went to uh, a Broncos and Nuggets game on the same day this year and walked. Wow! Like that is an incredible yeah. experience. And, you know, after you saying, what was it, only three three cities have it all in the city, all four major sports teams. So we're lucky and we're, you know, right. kind of privileged that way. Uh, I think that should be how it is everywhere. Like going to Arizona and being like, hey, we're in, uh, we're in Scottsdale, you know, we're in downtown. We've got the Suns and the, the Diamondbacks right here. Oh, yeah, go 40 minutes out into the middle of nowhere to Glendale for the Cardinals. Uh, I, I, it's ridiculous to me. Yeah. Yeah, the Cubs are even like... 
or not the Cubs, the Chicago Bears are even like talking something about that, like kind of doing a similar situation to what Atlanta did in the MLB, where again, you're you're not even in Atlanta anymore. Mm -hmm. Like you're you're somewhere else. Mm -hmm. That's that's that could be the future of Denver sports, though. You look at all that land out in DIA and you say, maybe eventually some shenanigans like that could go down. You obviously hope it doesn't happen, but uh, yeah, we got we got the four major sports teams actually in town. We also have MLS. We also have rugby. We've got the American Raptors. Don't forget that. Uh, they're they're doing Boom. big things there. Rugby Town USA's team, uh, athletes from from all walks of life. They're learning a sport along with you, and it's it's fantastic. In fact, Colton Strickler's podcast, the DNVR Rugby Podcast, is fantastic. He's talking to coaches. He's breaking down the game uh, in all kinds of ways. So make sure you're checking that out. The one on one rugby podcasts are definitely the way to go. Uh, and they got free games. It's fantastic. So head over to AmericanRaptors.com so you can get some free tickets. So uh, you can take the kiddies. It's a fantastic stadium down there, uh, facility, Infinity Park in Glendale. Uh, you love to see it down there. And DraftKings Sportsbook, hey, as we said, it's baseball season now. Sorry if you're a football fan, but your sport is dead. All hail, spring training bets. Let's go. It's fantastic. $5 bet on that. Mm. If it hits, $200 in bonus bets instantly. You don't have to wait Beautiful. around. Uh, I know you guys like the NBA, no sweat, same game parlays. Uh, but again, when it comes to baseball, you can bet on the end of year award winners. Uh, they've got awesome head to head matchups. We were talking about that on Monday, Spence, where you look at two teams and you say, who's going to win more games? That's a fun one because it is going to be all year long that you're going to be watching. If you want the quick fix, go ahead and immediately bet on the spring training games. But if you're looking for something longer than that, Bet on those head-to-heads. Bet on the Rookie of the Year award. Ezekiel Tovar, he's up there towards the, one of the favorites, and yet the payout on that is still really nice. World Baseball Classic is going down. We'll be talking more about that next week as we get ready, as the first game uh, in the U.S. is going to be March 11th. First game uh, for the World Baseball Classic uh, over uh, in, in Japan is, is March 8th. So World Baseball Classic, they've got all those bets for you. Again, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code DNVR because when you place a $5 bet after using code DNVR, you win, you get $200, Instantly in bonus bets with code DNVR. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So we haven't said that the Rockies are moving geographically, but they are going to be moving their division, their league, or as we might call it, conference. So Jim Bowden kind of laid this out just a little bit. Uh, and in fact, actually, uh, if we've got the map of the USA, Here's kind of the layout of all of the teams right now, geographically, um, across the U.S. And then you can see a little purple line there through the Midwest. All the teams to the left of that line are going to be in the Western Conference. All the teams uh, on the east or on the, on the right-hand side are going to be in the Eastern Conference, which means Cubs and White Sox are going to be in the same conference together. Cubs and Cardinals are going to be. Cardinals, Royals, those are those are good, you know, uh, matchups to have. But now, like Cardinals and Reds, like that's been around for 150 years, uh -huh. basically, right? You're gonna have uh, Yankees and Mets now in the same conference. They'll be in the same division too. When we break that down, Mets, Red Sox, like we're gonna break it down geographically. It'll save MLB a little bit of money. Um, but it's strange to think about the fact that the American League and National League, those will just be two. Terms that we'll, we won't be using anymore. It'll be dead. They, maybe they'll keep them, but it's you're going to have like eight teams going to the American League, seven teams going over to the National League, and expansion teams you know, here and there. But 
is that crazy for a sport like baseball that is so rooted in its history to like blow up just a fundamental concept that they have? Yeah, it seems pretty insane, <laughs> especially when you see like this isn't something the NFL's doing breaking up the AFC and NFC, you know. Those right. are two conferences that have been in place for before the NFL even merged with the AFL and you're able to keep uh-huh. that so the goal here really is to save a little money on travel. That's, uh, <laughs> you're like, you're like, nah, Patrick. I'm sorry, you must have this wrong. <laughs> that that is I mean, the goal kinda, here. Yeah, right? I mean, kind of, yeah, to to do it because I think any other way, it could be considered unfair. Like to me, in my head, when I was kind of trying to break this down, I'm like, okay, you can keep the White Sox in the American League. Uh, Cubs are in the in the National. Cardinals. Okay, I know they're on the wrong side of the line, but you can keep them in the, in the National League, and then the Rays and and the, and the Marlins will will shift over. Right. But there, there's just there's no real way to do that, so you can really cut down on travel. So Seattle's not having to fly to Boston, um, you right. know, every sure. year. You know, sure. now it'll be every other year because there's a balanced schedule. So you play every team, but if they're in the other league or the other conference now you're only going there once every two years uh and you're actually playing teams that in your general area a lot more so uh now you've got the angels not having to fly to to texas or to fly to houston as often now they've got san diego right right down the road like that makes it a lot easier and again it, it throws some history out the window but at the same time i mean if you're going to watch a baseball game I don't know how many people are actually thinking about the history. They just want to see a good game. They just want to see some good competition. Um, and I think it, it still makes sense in that way. It's radical. It, it hurts my brain a little bit. Yeah. But I'm kind of okay with it. I, lo- <laughs> I love the change. Yeah? I, I, I don't like the change. Is It's going to be interesting from a standpoint of, like, is there going to be a last ever AL Cy Young winner? An NL Cy Young winner yeah. because it's like That's you know crazy. do they change right. the, yep. what it's called entirely probably but I personally I think a lot more like the, and maybe baseball will be the first ones to kind of do this I think all leagues should kind of be realigned and more the the same way you know the NFL has so many less games so it's so easy for them to you know yeah. have your division you play your division twice then you play X teams perfect yeah. math equation every year but I think sports like the MLB where you have 162 games, if you can cut down on the travel, make it yeah. make it make sense is what it kind of seems like to me. And like the Rockies being in a division with Seattle, you know, when you look at that map, it's we are so far <laughs> away from everything. And it, right. I didn't even realize how far we are from like Kansas City. And yeah. when you look at it that way, you're like, okay, yeah. it does make a little sense. But having that upper northwest part where the Rockies and Mariners are in the same division with you know, and get us out of the Dodgers division. I will. I will gladly take. Oh yeah, I yeah, will gladly take an A's, that. Mariners, Rockies, Giants division. Let's see sure. what that Western Conference looked like. So Jim Bowden of the Athletic kind of broke it down. He said the A's will move uh, to Las Vegas. Uh, he gave Nashville and Charlotte the, uh, okay. the the two expansion teams. So this does presume the A's are in Vegas in yeah. this setup. Okay. So that so if we can if we can sense. see that graphic, we'll kind of get to see uh, the breakdown of of where um, the the Rockies are at because. You know, in, in the Midwest, Cubs, White Sox, Brewers, Twins, that's a nice cluster. Uh, but if we can see what, what the West would end up looking like, you've got the Oakland Athletics uh, in the same division as as the Rockies. You also have the Seattle Mariners. And again, yeah. to your point, Spence, no Dodgers to deal with right now. And the Padres are, are, are kind of a nuisance. We'll see if they're able to continue to do that. Um, but they, they, they then become kind of out of the way. You still have the Giants. They still have money. Uh, but for the most part, like all all new layout, Diamondbacks, 
uh, with with the two teams in LA, Angels, Dodgers, and Padres. So like you could drive that whole route. Like they're only like mm-hmm. five or six hours apart. So that that makes it really nice and really convenient to go out and, and cover those kind of series. I also love the the fact that the teams in the same city where there's a couple of those, they have to be in the same division. Yeah. Like throw the history yeah. out for me. Yeah, sure. I nice. love that. And the that NBA nice. when they had Brooklyn and now they got Brooklyn and New York playing right. in, against each other, same obviously same conference because it's Eastern and Western, but same divi- like that needs to happen. It's huge. Like having the Cubs and White Sox be in the same division is just a thing that should happen, mm-hmm. in my opinion. I love that. Seems weird breaking up D backs and Rockies. Since right. That's, you know, like I don't know. It might be more logical to have the Giants in the West Division, which I think is more of the SoCal True. Division. You you could do that. You could have San Francisco. Well, well, San Francisco is further from San Diego than Arizona yeah, is. Right. So right. like, I could I could Vegas see what you're would saying. Make sense for them too. But then you're linking you know, Seattle or, and San Francisco together. Uh-huh. So those two. So that makes sense. So yeah, there's a couple of different iterations. And again. Maybe Portland gets a team and Las Vegas gets one. Right. You know, maybe you have right. two West Coast expansions. Right. I wanted to ask you guys, you know, with, with the World Baseball Classic and trying to expand the footprint of Major League Baseball and the, and the pull of, of baseball internationally, you have an opportunity to maybe go to Vancouver and Montreal. Yeah. You also have possibly Mexico City or Monterey. You even have San Juan, Puerto Rico as an option. Do you think it's just best to fit in you know, the kind of the footprint of what MLB is right now and say, hey, this is a good fit. We're going to make a lot of money. Or should it be more important to go international with a city like that? Mm. I think for right now, I think it needs to stay in. Until we go to 36 teams. Yeah. Like, (laughs) I think (laughs) test, you know, if this ever becomes a thing in the NFL where they get a team in London and testing that out, I think that's a a huge deal. But I think throwing a team in a international city right now other than of course you know you've got toronto but very close in in proximity and even closer than if you look you know on the map even closer than the rockies have to travel for any other games right um but i i do think that it's it's a gradual process and i think baseball is going through a lot of changes on the field right now as well get these expansion teams added see where that fits in because as we saw in the nhl with the expansion of you know two teams in the last couple of years it changes rosters. Certain teams that were great end up becoming horrible. You know, Ve- the Vegas Golden Knights ended up becoming a phenomenal team. Does that happen in the MLB? Like, yeah. th- I think those changes need to be. You can't jump to the top of the stairs without taking a few steps. And I think MLB's doing that, but they need to stay on that path. Well, Montreal should be in the mix. Yeah, Port. I think one of the selling points to Portland could be, you could do some of the stuff you saw with the Blue Jays, where it's like. Uh, their their Buffalo could be Vancouver, you know, where yeah. like we play some games in Vancouver, but we are this new Portland team. Like, so I I think there's some ways to mix and match it a little bit. Um, going south of the border would be very intriguing. I think we're right. a little further from there. I think so too. And like really going true international, you know, even outside of North America or what have you, like the London example, you know. You'd have to experiment with like a triple-A team maybe in Mexico City. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Do you expect... Which, again, might be great. That like, would be cool. That is that a would very be awesome. promising idea right there. Do right? you hear that, Manfred? Triple-A in Mexico City. Yeah. What? But I know you would Turn like this, the too. The Rockies. <laughs> but, but I know you'd like this, Andre. What if, what if we had BC Milan? We expand over to Europe, baseball club Milan. No, yeah, I, I, I joke. I'm about it. I, I worry maybe <laughs> not the interest we're hoping for. You know? I joke because, you know, the other element, too, with by going to 32 teams is we'll have 
a couple more playoff spots, right? You could have, you know, essentially half the yeah. league, you have, yeah. have eight teams going in it. And Spence and I were talking about this and, you know, yeah, it stinks to have a team like right around 500. Like we're going to, we're going to even see it now with, uh, with the current setup that we have with seven playoff teams. Like you could get into the postseason with 82 wins. There'll be a year or two oh, yeah. where that happens in the current oh, yeah. format. And you go, ah, that team probably doesn't deserve to be in. But as a guy who follows soccer, when you've got nothing, when your team is middle of the table, yeah, and your team is has no chance to win anything, how rough can that be? When it's, there's just nothingness, if even if you got to sneak in and hey, we're giving away a playoff spot, you know, for the for the for the eighth spot, you know, or the eighth and nine team will will play against each other, so now nine teams will make the playoffs. At least gives you something to look forward to, right? Yeah, it's a good point, and there's no relegation, so there's no like, <laughs> oh, we were stuck in AAA for five years, and now I'm just gonna enjoy 500 ball and like beating the Dodgers in a series <laughs> at home. Like that happened at the end of the year. None of us cared, but had we been through the suffering of like AAA for several seasons, that middle might feel a little more enjoyable. You know, it it is the worst part of like. All sports is the no one likes the middle. That's true. It's, it's the yeah. worst, and and that's where that's where tanking grew out of it. If you're not mm-hmm. good at winning, be good at losing. Right. Don't don't be in the right, middle. Right, because the middle is the absolute worst possible place to be in. And yeah, of all of all the teams and all the leagues, the Rockies seem to get that message maybe the least of all. They're in the oh, middle. Which, yeah, which is crazy middle there. of the country, middle of nowhere. Real middle right? son. Yeah, real middle men. Over but there. if if you add those. Uh, you know, the one more now at this point, you know, playoff spot or two, if you want to have some kind of play in game and have a true wild card spot there at, at, at that point, now you got nine teams in your, your conference out of 16. Yeah. Sure. It waters it down, but now, Hey, we're in the middle. We're 11th guys. We almost made the playoffs. We were 11th. I know ownership would probably enjoy that, uh, that kind of narrative, but it, but there are going to be teams that will benefit from oh, eight sure. or nine teams. It'll be an extra two, three weeks. We're, we've seen it in the NBA for years where yeah. like the Eastern Conference was so weak that 500 or slightly below 500 teams were becoming the sacrificial lamb for a couple top seeds. And now you have the play-in games where like some, some pretty awful teams are going to have a chance to still have a one-game play-in, you know, and... It's weird. I mean, even the one-game wild cards I wasn't necessarily always the biggest fan of, no? but... I mean, and some have been great, you know, but sure. it does like it was a 162 game grind yes. to then at least earn a five game series, you know, and even that being gone is, you know, a bit weird. But You, f- you finish a marathon and you're like, all right, catch your breath. All right. Now we're going to do a, a hundred mm-hmm. meter sprint. And you're like, whoa, whoa, what? Hold, can we maybe just do like uh, a 5K? Like maybe that would make more sense for that. All right. Give me your hot takes. What are the two expansion cities so we can... Go back and look at this in a few years. Where does MLB expand? Spence, you're up first. Yeah. What are your two cities? Uh, I'm going to go with the assumption that the A's move to Vegas, so we're okay. going to have Vegas and Nashville and Portland. I think that's, that's, a, that's a safe bet, I think, from mm-hmm. what's been proposed at this point. But I, I think Portland's a great fit, and Nashville is just a great, a great fit in general from the cityscape. And then you add a baseball team to it. Predators get a ton of fans. The Titans are—they've been around a long time, so it's a, it's a different little story. But I think I do think Nashville's a great city for another sports team. Dre, what do you got? 
underrated part of the Nashville cell college baseball real big in Tennessee you know Very. You, you you would know um so yeah Nashville seems penciled in and then I just think the Vegas Portland combo is a smart one like if you were to make this into a three city parlay that's the smart <laughs> combo because even if the A's weren't to move to Vegas well Portland might be another logical moving spot um so yeah, I know it's lame to not differentiate from what Spence said, but that's actually exactly how I see it too. I got Las Vegas and Nashville getting expansion because I think the A's will either Stay figure out in Oakland or Portland. I think MLB could maybe try to push them somewhere else. I think that Would could happen. That move the di- like the A's into that Pacific Coast division and the Diamondbacks into the or vice versa. Or do you keep Giants and A's together for that crosstown rivalry Spence was talking about? Exactly. That's where that gets fun. You could have that. Yeah. And if and de- again, depending on the the expansion and, and where those teams go, now you might kick the Cubs and the White Sox back to the Eastern Conference, potentially. Uh, just so weird. Eastern Conference. Yeah, this is a baseball podcast. This is wild. I know. Patrick. <laughs> I mean, you could call it, you know, the Josh Gibson conference. Like again, you can have those names, but you know. even still. Sell it to a it's sponsor, rough. the Toyota and Honda conferences, you know, like, let's just go full corporate. Who cares, right? Yeah, well. Give me 10 playoff teams, whatever. I don't care. Well, I'm Zach, over it. Yeah, so we'll be talking about Zach Veen winning the, the Mountain Dew MVP. Yeah, dude, all like, What? I don't know. No, that's the Mountain Dew conference. That's why it's named that, obviously. Is you that don't, the NL or AL? No. You don't follow baseball? Mountain you don't know the Mountain Dew MVP? Well, He's back-to-back. Yeah, he won back-to-back it. caps on that. Yeah, you know? oh, Okay. Uh, this has been great, guys. Go ahead and plug away. Let folks know uh, where they can find you on Twitter. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Big Drive Spence and on um, my golf podcast at Big Drive Energy. Great stuff, man, by you and Sue. Stay tuned to DMVR Rockies all spring. And, yeah, find me at Andre Simone for some betting stuff uh, all year long. Including spring training games. There Especially yes. spring training we gotta, games. We got to get in on the spring training games. Especially if it's shorter, I'm all about it. Oh, that's true. Yeah, like there's in. 20 runs being scored, in. and the game is like Boom. two hours, 33 yep. minutes. And I know you're going and looking at the high A rosters, double A. You're like, well, wait a minute. Who's coming in late in this game? Is Hunter Goodman going to get in that bat? That could be a, a shifting one. So I got to put I got to put a couple these units on the Rockies. Yeah, I, I know you look at those yeah. matchups. Uh, we got good matchups on Twitter at DNVR underscore Rockies at Patrick D Lions is where I'm at. But gentlemen, I know we built a lot of momentum going into the weekend, and and Susie will be back on Monday, but. But unfortunately, you know what they say about momentum. It's only as good as your next show. So we will talk to you on Monday at 11 a.m. on the DNVR Sports Channel on YouTube.